0: Welcome to the Word of a King podcast. It's where culture clashes with our calling, where preaching is more important than popularity, where we rightly divide and properly apply the scriptures, where we put to rest common and controversial issues. We do this by looking to the Word of a King. key to understand the Word of God is for the author to show you what the thing says. If you understand that book, you get for the author. Then he opened that understanding. Amen, amen. Welcome back to another edition of the Word of a King podcast. I am your host, Chad Reese, and with me, co-host, Brother Brian Beam. It's good to be here you know, we're glad to do this podcast. We're going to be doing a, a hot button issue, one that uh, we believe we're going to put to rest, and we'll put to rest to many Bible believers. But we know the debate will rage on. But before we get to that, we've got a couple announcements. The big one is we are excited to roll out Lighthouse Bible Institute. And, uh, so we're looking forward to this and it's going to be hybrid. It's going to be for in-person for those in the Lincoln park area, specifically, we did this for our church members, our young folks that are excited about the Lord, uh, but also, um, for anyone in the area who would like to drive and attend in-person classes. Um, uh, but our, our desire our goal is that they would stay part of their local church. But we also know there's people that uh, don't live in the area, but want to attend live classes. And uh, so uh, they can join us live online. You know, it's all gonna be set up through Zoom. And so we'll have all that information in the future. But just uh, what, what's your thoughts on LBI, Brother Brian?
1: Man, I'm really excited for it. I've done it the last two years, Well, we just did it on Wednesday from six to 10. And now we're expanding it to a second day. We have a third teacher brother Mike Adele. Amen. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah. okay, yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> he's a good brother. He's he's been a blessing to church. He's our song leader. He's a great preacher. He's, he's good at doing outlines and um, he's he's gonna be a TBDI graduate for Pastor Chad and I PBI grads. But amen. Yeah we're gonna be doing uh I'm doing New Testament survey and uh some of Paul's epi- uh smaller epistles and I forgot what the other one was. Genesis. <laughs> yes yes. <laughs> but yeah I've been preparing for him and would like to get them done by the time class starts end of august but yeah if you guys want to learn the book the lord's blessed us we've had a lot of good training and for many years from dr ruckman brother donovan i can i know for me i'm sure him too ci scofio clarence larkin uh, bill grady like all different kinds of people the lord's putting our lives and yeah we think it'd be a blessing if you want to learn the book
0: yeah absolutely so um again more information to come out about that shortly uh, I was trying to see if I get comments up because we're already getting some comments and, uh, brother David, I'll just have to read them off of here. It's not connecting having, again, some technical issues. So probably won't be able to put your comments up on the screen unless I can figure it out or it can connect. Who knows what's going on? Gotta love technology, but I also hate technology. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyways, um, let me know too, on my end, it looks like it keeps freezing. So uh, someone could comment there. I'm getting the live comments, uh, but I was wondering if it's freezing on your end. Uh, but uh, David Burkhead, we're we're doing good and uh, Brother Cody, yes, uh, is going to be open to the public. Again, we'll announce the website, how all of it's going to work here in the very near future and uh, we're excited about that. Uh, classes start at the towards the end of August and uh, they'll run uh, for eighteen weeks. so, Again, just looking forward to that. But um, yeah, I'm glad Brother Mike has also joined us. We got seven classes that we'll be teaching. And uh, so if you're interested in learning the Bible, interested in uh, uh, you know focusing on the book and how to preach and you know, just the other classes, I think we came up with, there's going to be 63 semesters uh, total for Lighthouse Bible Institute, three-year mm-hmm. program. We're gonna offer a associate's degree with 60 credit hours and a bachelor's degree, the minimum is 120 credit hours. But if you're gonna go down with the major of being in the preacher, as a preacher or a missionary evangelist, it comes out to about 132 credit hours. So again, more of that information in the very near future, but we are excited to announce that. Um, The other announcement, is, I cannot believe, it's already June, and we are right around the corner for our Awake Bible mm. Conference. <laughs> and uh, I'm looking forward to that. So we got this year coming, uh, Brother Dennis Knowles. He's a great preacher. I really enjoyed him at Pastor Gunther. Yeah,
1: I got to him for the first time. I've heard him online a few times, but that was it. Yeah, he's, yeah, great. he's great. Yeah.
0: And then uh, Brother Andrew Sluter. and Brother Andrew's with us every year, so he's a blessing. Brother Gene Kim's coming too. So that will be good. Probably have him do at least one teaching and some preaching also. And uh, brother Dilbert Terry, I love brother Dilbert Terry. They're all blessings. So we got four great preachers. It's the last week of June and it goes into July first, which is that Friday. Uh, so if you're in the area, join us again. That's the Lincoln Park, Michigan area. I'm looking forward to that conference. Um, any comments, brother, in regards to that?
1: I was just thinking, Brother Derry or Brother Terry put me to sleep the other night. I put him on the phone, and sometimes I can't get to sleep. I don't usually have that problem, but if I turn preaching or the Bible on, I go right to sleep. Sure, sure. But, but yeah, I enjoy listening to him. I've just heard him a few. First time I heard him was on Final Fight. I didn't know who he was, and I looked at my phone. And I'm thinking, "Oh, this guy's excellent." And it was a Brother Dilbert Terry, yeah, who pastor in Tennessee. But yeah, he's gonna come. He he's a blessing.
0: Yeah, that's Brother Cody's uh, water uh that brother cody waters excuse me i was reading <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's pastor and uh yeah so he he's coming um brother cody to answer your question yes uh i meant make your stream public oh make my stream public i'm not sure let's see what do we need to do there how do we do that brother um hmm edit mean. live video no 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 i'm not sure how to do that brother so Sorry, we're we'll just have to roll with it again. Seems like there's a bunch of technical issues, and we can comment how to uh, make the stream public. It looks like it is public on my end because it can be shared, but maybe it isn't. I don't see any way to change it. Hmm. Anyways, we're gonna roll with it. So try to get this stuff figured I see out. Something
1: said edit edit uh, audience. Maybe that's it.
0: Uh, I'm not sure where that's at though, brother. Do you see? Yeah. Right edit there. audience. There yeah. we go. Oh, perfect. There you go. All right, brother. Thank you. Of all people. I'm not oh, a technology guy. Be, me the, <laughs> That's a first. <laughs> yeah. Amen. So now it is right, ready to go. Thank you very much. All right. So got the announcements out of the way. We uh, talked about LBI, Lighthouse Bible Institute. We talked about our wake Bible conference, all the preachers coming. And uh let me just say in before we get into the subject, I'm just excited what the Lord's doing at Lighthouse baptist church and just seeing all the young men and yeah. the ladies and then everything going on the spirit there it's crazy it's just been wonderful
1: it's amazing i was telling him well wednesday service was like a well i wouldn't I didn't tell him this but it was like a mini blowout yeah. the singing i mean our church isn't huge We're like people are shouting and amening and lifting up hands that's pretty common in our church but it was a little thicker and for a wednesday and then pastor chad he's been going through revelation on wednesdays and you were going through revelation 19 with the uh, judgment seat of christ and i learned a whole bunch of things on that with the the garments and the getting a new body with first corinthians 15 and different glory and it, it was just amazing and anytime pat if you ever heard pastor chad teach he, he can teach the book he knows the book very well but he's gonna preach it's gonna be a lot of preaching so but it was blessing it was encouraging and yeah it was great
0: well, praise amen, brother, I appreciate those <laughs> comments. And I just seems like the comments are starting to come through. And so, yeah, it's very hard for me to read there. <laughs> Can you read that brother? No. <laughs> so I'll blow it up some, but praise the Lord. They are connecting and, uh, the name's not though, but that's Brother Wayne. Brother Wayne, glad uh, that you're joined us live. Yes. And uh, I'll read it off there. How's the heart doing, Brother Chad? Well, the heart is doing wonderful. Thank you for asking, Brother. I feel better now than I did prior to my heart attack. Amen. They did a, you know, they did a follow up EKG, and there's no permanent signs of damage. Um basically they said they can't even tell I had a heart attack from the EKG. Wow. I attribute that to the prayers of God's people and uh, just his grace and mercy going through cardiac rehab. Uh, but all's good. Thank you for asking, <clears throat> brother. So praise the Lord. All right. Well, praise the Lord. It looks like these comments are finally coming through too. Uh so we'll be able to get your comments up. Um let me uh let me just do this here just real quick. And, Brother Brian, let's go ahead and kick off the subject. I, I apologize again just by a little bit of distractions fighting through this technical stuff, but uh, we're going to get into the raging battle of repentance. The raging battle of repentance. And uh, again, Brother, I, I said this, I think, you know, for the Bible believer, and I know I got to be careful, I'm not saying that someone differs from us, they're not a Bible believer, <laughs> but I think for those that are a Bible believer, this issue's pretty straightforward. And um, there's three sides to this issue in regards to repentance. There's the far left, which is easy prayerism. There's the far right, which is lordship salvation. And there's the center, the right position, <laughs> the Bible believers position. Amen. And uh, the Bible says a false balance is abomination to the Lord and so i believe that and i believe that uh, you can get off on this doctrine just like you can get off on any doctrine and i think one of my favorite messages at the last conference uh with uh, pastor gunther at victory baptist church although i loved all the messages uh was brother Dennis's Knowles message on reactionary theology (laughs) and uh, i just love that message because i believe that's true in so many situations and basically to summarize his message was what happens is people are so liberal, and so therefore Christians think they need to become legalistic to kind of balance out the liberalism. And that's just one example. And he went through all this reactionary theology. And I think both sides on this issue can be a little bit reactionary, meaning I think, you know, they put their, their foot down, they plant their flag, but maybe there's a little bit of truth on both sides. But that's what we're going to discuss um, so, uh, brother Brian, why don't you give a summary of all three? Why don't you give a summary of the far left, easy prayers. I'm a summary of the far right, Lordship salvation, and a summary of, of the center, the Bible believers position. And when you get to that, let's specify, let's deal with new Testament salvation, because that is the most important thing in regards to this doctrine. And we'll talk about different things. We'll talk about For the Christian, what does repentance mean? We'll talk about in the Old Testament, if we have time, if questions get brought up. But right now, in all three of these categories, Brother Brian, summarize what they mean in regards to salvation.
1: Okay, so the uh, Lordship Salvation people or heretics whatever they're gonna say you must turn from your sins don't tell me you're saved and you're still smoking cigarettes you better check your salvation you know if you went to the movie theater you better see you better make sure you're saved you better come down to the altar and they get a lot of retreads they get people yeah. doubting their salvation and they want to tie all these conditions to being saved so repent repentance in salvation to them means a turn from your sins maybe have deep contrition and deep sorrow and cry out to god like evangelical repentance and maybe some old school methodist or the some kind of wacky baptist or whatever but that's what that's what they're going to be you know get, keep going it's kind of like if he's not lord of all he's not Lord at all, and if your life sure. isn't showing it, if you then you haven't really repented, and you gotta—that's kind of getting into a different topic. But if you don't have all these works and all this fruit, and you don't have all this stuff going on, are you really saved? And they just really get people to doubt their salvation. And to them, repentance when it comes to salvation means to turn from your sins. And if you haven't, you're not saved.
0: Yeah. So before you move on, uh, let's just discuss this for a few moments. I feel like a lot of and I'm not trying to call any group out, but a lot of traveling preachers mm-hmm. specifically call them out <laughs> <laughs> evangelists, evangelists are, are guilty of this. And, and again, I'm not referring to good Bible, believing evangelists, but a lot of times evangelists want to come in and they want to show that they're effective. Right. Yep. And they want results. And yep. therefore, uh, and here's the truth. Most of the time, And at least in Bible-believing churches, because though our our mindset and how we do things, most of the time the pews are not filled with lost people, even at conferences, right? The vast majority of people that come to Wake Bible Conference are going to be saved folks. Now, if there's someone there that's lost, we pray that they get saved. But the vast majority that these preachers are going to come preach to are saved people. And therefore, there's no one getting saved. And so therefore, it's not like a revival in their eyes and so what they do, is, you mention, they start saying, well, if you did this, or if you do that, then you can't truly be saved. Mm-hmm. Like there's two classes of saved people, yeah. the saved and the truly, truly saved. saved. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so obviously all, all of that is silly. You're either saved or you're lost. And so that kind of breeds out of that. Also, as you mentioned, it has to do with lordship, salvation. and, and But I, what I find in these people that emphasize these things, it's always the sins That they've got victory over. Yeah. They never preach on pride or envy, laziness, laziness. overeating. Right. (laughs) You know, because it's always about drunkenness, smoking, fornication. And again, we, we pray and you should live a holy life, pleasing the Lord. But stopping any of those things or all of those things will not save anyone. So anyways, that's my rant. Well, that's
1: kind of like from our last podcast or a couple of them ago on the street preaching, the guys the different crowd of street preachers that preach the wrong way. That's that's they're on the, the same bent where they got they're preaching on sin, 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 sin because you have to repent of your sins in these people's eye. So I guess if you believe that, I guess you should just be preaching on sins all the time. Sure. You gotta get these people to realize they're sinners before they can get saved and you got to preach on their sins again to, to turn from their sins in these people's eye, the heretics' eye, so.
0: Yeah, and uh I I do like what brother uh, Quinton said here. He says I'm not sinless, but I do sin less. And praise the Lord for that. Um obviously, brother Quentin, few? we know his testimony <laughs> that's because you are saved. <laughs> and I know he knows that too, but that what we what we're talking about right here is mm-hmm. to get saved. And nobody sins less to get saved because where does it stop, Brother Brian? I mean, what sin do they have to turn from? right? What sin do they have to forsake? I mean, do they have to forsake fornication, drunkenness? and we'll 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 circle back to this. But the truth is, most people that are lost, they don't even really understand, what sin is according to the bible a lot of christians don't yeah a lot of christians <laughs> don't and i so, guess they're not saved so yeah exactly <laughs> so this whole idea that you just have to forsake all your sins or turn from your sins for new testament salvation is just not biblical so that's that's the lordship salvation side and i would call that the far right
1: i got a story a little quick story in it yeah, brother yeah, donovan right. gave the story and brother donovan it's, he's in agreement with what we're saying or we're in agreement with what, we'll what he saying, says right. but he he mentioned a story in class he was um at pbi going door knocking with the guy and he was dealing with the guy he and brother donovan were dealing with the guy and brother donovan said look like the guy the guy wanted to get saved and he might even been crying or whatever but he, he wanted to receive jesus christ and get saved and the guy didn't leave him the lord and well he didn't because he asked him he said he, he mentioned he lived with his girlfriend or something and he said are you willing to kick your girlfriend out because that's a sin. You're living in fornication and if you're not married, you can't be living together like that. Are you willing to turn from that? And the guy said, which, I mean, a lot of Christians wouldn't even be willing, like some guy just comes in your home and telling you to kick your girlfriend out or they might've been together for years whatever. I mean, I kind of get that. And the guys wasn't willing to, so they walked out. And Brother Don was like, what are you doing? Why are you, why are you bringing that up? Why do not you leave the guy to the Lord? Right. And he said, well, you got to be willing to do that. He's like, well, did you open up his fridge, see if he had any beer in there? And tell him he's got to turn from his beer? or what? Like, where does that end? Right. has right. got nothing to do with salvation, New Testament salvation.
0: Right. But, and really, they're putting the cart before the horse because, and we're, we're going to get to it, but we, we believe, as I already said, we will believe and live in a life holy. Be holy for I am holy. But you don't clean up to get saved. You can't clean up enough no. to get saved. And so that whole idea is just, again, it's absolutely foolishness. Uh, but l- let's move on. Again, we'll probably circle back and get more of these details about all these subjects. But let's talk now about the far left, which would be is yeah. easy. I like to say prayerism because I don't like the term easy believism mm-hmm. because salvation is easy on our hey. part. But easy prayers. Why don't you just kind of describe that?
1: Okay. So you guys, everyone watching probably agrees with what I said. So the reaction to that is an overreaction, which brother knows that's a sermon, that was the point of a sermon. We overreact. Right. So here's what the other crowd does. They recognize that error. They recognize the problem there. It's just through Jesus Christ. It's just the gospel that he died, was buried, rose again. You believe the gospel. Your sins are forgiven. You don't have to turn from your sins. Correct. Amen. We agree with that. Do you, so here's what they do. Do you believe the gospel? Yes. Bam, you're saved. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Right. A lot of times you want to say a prayer, but sometimes certain crowd, you don't even have to say a prayer. I heard a case. You were telling it. Sure. The guy will pray for you. Like, you believe that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you're saved. Yeah. That's easy prayerism. One, two, three, pray after me. You believe Jesus died? Yeah. Little five-year-old. Do you believe he was buried? Yeah. He rose again? Yeah. Are you a sinner? What? You ever been mean to your mommy? Yeah. Okay, you're going to hell. Do you want to get saved? Yeah, pray. Okay. There, you're saved. Yeah. That's the reaction too far. There's, sure, they're, they're missing a few things in there.
0: Yeah, I'll go ahead and tell that story because that's actually a good story. But we <laughs> yeah. had a, a family, and again, I, you know, I, I pray for them. I wish them the best, and I won't mention their names because their names is irrelevant. Uh, but they came from uh, Steve. <laughs> no, I will. <won't. laughs> they came from uh, Steve Anderson type churches, and uh, so they are Andersonites. And uh, one of the big issues, obviously, with the Andersonites, they are extreme easy prayerism and simply you just have to know the facts right it's all intellectual you just simply know that you're a sinner know that christ died for you know that he rose from the dead and as long as you believe those things and we're going to talk about that because now we may start yeah. ruffling a little bit of feathers yeah. on the other side yeah as long as you just believe those things, then you're saved. And and it got so bad where, you know, he was just telling people this in the church, and I had to pull him to the side and talk to him and explain to him biblical salvation. Uh, but uh, I, I think as soon as that meeting was over, we have this gentleman who uh, visits our church. We call him Ponytail Paul. <laughs> Ponytail Paul is not saved. Um, he, uh I believe he has like a Catholic background and yeah. he holds to Catholic teachings but he comes he comes to the lighthouse and we'll preach some we're kind to him but he's not saved and uh so this this gentleman decided to start witness to him and of course he was opposed to receiving Christ he was opposed to you know forsaking uh trusting in Christ alone because and we've
1: again, all a bunch of us have witnessed to this guy in depth, in depth in depth an hour two hours several guys many
0: right. times but he just will not change his mind about how Catholicism is wrong and you know those things will save him. So, anyways, this gentleman who was an Andersonite that was visiting our church or who was, you know, going to lighthouse for a little bit of time, he's, he said, Well, okay, after God and witness to him and the guy wouldn't accept Christ, he said, Well, can I pray for you? And ponytail Paul said, Yeah, you can pray for me. And the gentleman prays <laughs> the sinner's prayer. <laughs> Lord, I'm a sinner. Lord, I believe you died for me. Lord, save me. And, you know, he says, amen. And as soon as he gets done, he looks at Ponytail Paul and says, do you believe all that? And Ponytail Paul says, yeah, I believe that. He said, you're saved. You just got saved. But see, that's the problem, brother, when it's just intellectual, when it's just you want to define salvation as nothing more than belief in the facts of the gospel. Like I always say, and I understand what you say, Brother Brian, it's good, but every Catholic will say they believe the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. Now, we understand they don't truly trust in the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ alone, but that's the other side of the ditch. The other side of the ditch is it's just intellectual. It's just what you believe in your mind, and uh, so that's the other side of easy prayerism. The Lordship salvation's on the right side easy prayers i'm on the left side why don't you just for a few moments explain the correct side in regards to new testament salvation
1: okay i will transition to the correct side by telling a story with side two which will show you what was lacking i used to go door knocking with a brother at a Hills church and we just go on our own just the two of us and we're in her neighborhood there's some woman i think she was 80 his name was adam he asked her name her name was eve like oh it's funny he's a super nice guy we were both salesmen at the time and he was a good talker and he's a good brother in that and he asked her if if she was saved she's like well i'm a catholic and he's like well do you believe jesus christ died for you oh yes do you believe he was buried do you believe he rose again oh yeah sure i do he's like would you pray with me? Would you would you like to be saved? You can pray with me, then you go to heaven when you die. She's like, sure. And then he prayed with her and he's like, You're saved. <laughs> and I didn't say anything. <laughs> so I walked away. I'm like, that lady didn't get saved. Like, what are you talking about? I said she's a Catholic. She's been a Catholic her whole life. You think you think she believes the gospel? like, Yeah, she prayed it. I said, there's some stuff you left out. Yeah. And that's what's missing is the true New Testament biblical repentance. It is not turn from sins. Right. It is not turn over a leaf. It is not be willing to turn from your sins. It's not be willing to Maybe. give all your riches to the poor and follow me. That's not what repentance is as far as New Testament salvation for a born-again Christian. This woman's a Catholic. She's trusting the popes. She's trusting the mass. Right. She's trusting her water baptism that took away original sin. She's trusting um her. Uh, given money to the poor she goes to mass she goes to church she does charity that is all things that a catholic believes will get them to heaven so you just say do you believe jesus died was buried rose again she's not repenting of the filth wicked garbage that sends her to hell if it's a muslim he believes the quran and he believes i pray to mecca three times a day four times a day or, and once a year at least every uh, muslim has to go to mecca or medina whatever it is and they have all these works so you convince a, a Muslim Jesus died, was buried, rose again for your sins, he must repent of his idols, which are Muhammad or Buddha, or liberalism, or self-righteousness, or I'm a pretty good person and I've never killed anyone. They have to have a change of mind about that. You don't just say, Mr. Uh, Mr. Liberal, I'm an atheist, but I'm a good person, and I believe I'm going to heaven. Okay, well, here, Jesus died for you. Okay, yeah, I'm saved. They have to repent of that. They have to have a change of mind of who they are, a wicked, evil, vile, unrighteous sinner in the filthy rags of their own self-righteousness, and the best they can do will land them flat on their back in a lake of fire. They have to acknowledge that. They can't think, I'm a good person, and yeah, I'll try this Jesus thing out. That's where repentance comes in. It's a change of mind. It's a realization. You're consenting to what the Bible says, what the soul winner is showing you. You're a sinner. You're not righteous. You're not good. The best you can do is filthy rags, and you're going to go to hell and burn forever. Amen. Now, do you? If they say, well, I don't know about that, you can't say, do you wanna pray with me? They have to understand that, they have to acknowledge that, they have to admit that, that their entire lives, they have been working against God, their entire lives they've been an enemy against God. The wrath of God abideth on them. They are children of the devil, and whatever good works, whatever they were trusting in, they have to change from that. Yeah. Quote a few verses, 1 Thessalonians 1, nine, how you turned to God from idols. In Acts 17, Paul says to the idolaters at Athens, that God commandeth all men everywhere to repent. Right. X, I'll quote X 14 here. So, I don't know if, how much you no, want to keep good. going. No,
0: you're good. We're in I'm pretty no much hurry. done. <laughs> the, we're, they're in no hurry. That's good. Go X14, ahead. Acts
1: 14, 15. These are a bunch of idolaters at Lycone, Lystra, somewhere in Galatia sirs why do you these things we also are men of like passions with you and preach unto you that ye should turn from these vanities unto the living god that's repentance right. you have to turn not turn from sins right not turn from sins you have to if they're idolaters if they have this false god and they have this image they have this altar to the unknown god if they have a they're a muslim and they have all these works that they're trusting them. if they're a catholic and they think the mass is the literal sure. here's what a catholic believes the, when i get sprinkled that takes away original sin and then when I go to mass, it is the literal flesh and blood of Jesus Christ and it's just as efficacious as the death of Christ on the cross. And they are trusting in that with all their heart and soul to take away their sins and get them, you know, a few years off their purgatory thing, and eventually they'll get to heaven. They're adding to the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. They can't add the gospel to that. They must repent sure. of that. You they're not synonymous. You can't believe the gospel without repenting Amen. of that idolatry.
0: So yeah, that's good, brother. Period. I like it. I like the preaching. <laughs> hey, man, preach on, preach on. Yeah. And uh, so uh, I would just like kind of kind recap and a little bit, a couple of thoughts there in regards to what you were saying. You know, Paul is telling them to repent from their idols because that's what they were trusting in. And so, as you mentioned, that's the Catholic. You know, they. That's why you can't just ask them, "Do you believe the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ?" Like every Catholic believes that, but they're not trusting nope. in Christ alone. That's it. They're not trusting in the uh, the the gospel alone, the death, burial, and resurrection alone. And you usually know this, if you'll take some time and ask them, mm-hmm. once you get done presenting, yep. just simply ask them, okay, then are you going to go to heaven? Oh, yeah, I'm going to go to heaven. Well, oh, why are you going to go to heaven? Well, I'm a pretty good person. Yep. Well, I go to mass. Well, I've you know, taken the, the sacraments. And you find out they're adding to the death, burial, and resurrection. So that's what they need to repent yes. from. That's what they need to change their mind about and turn from those things unto Christ. And uh, we'll go a little bit more in detail what I believe obviously it's connected with in regards to why someone would do that. But uh, I, I spot on brother, that is what repentance for salvation is. It is realizing that you are a sinner and you're in need of a savior. You cannot save yourself There's nothing you can do, including stopping every sin that everyone sees. You'll still die and go to hell. You need to change your mind about self, of who you are. You need to realize you're a sinner. You need to recognize who Jesus Christ is, the Lamb of God, your (coughs) only hope, and you need to put your faith in him and him alone. That's the only way someone could get saved. Without that, they won't get saved. And, and my fear is somebody in our crowd, they are adding to what salvation is, and they trying to get people to stop this sin or that sin. And again, we'll talk more about that. And we'll circle back to all these topics, and we'll discuss them more in detail. But what I'd like, uh, I, what I'd like to kind of transition to is let's kind of just define what repentance is. And I believe defining what repentance is, and there's different nuances in the use of repentance. I'll admit that, and we'll talk more about that also. But I think if we as Bible believers, because that's what we are, that's our crowd, that's who we run with. I don't care about the Calvinists. I don't care about the evangelicals. I don't care about you know the Southern Baptist Church. <laughs> my heart, my desire is to minister to Bible-believing men. And we as Bible-believing men, we have what's called the Law of First Mention. And the Law of First Mention usually will carry the connotation of the word throughout the scripture. Now, that doesn't mean that there's not more than one use of the word. Before we get to the Law of First Mention, let me just illustrate this. Clearly in the Bible, the word hate has two definitions. One definition of the word hate simply means to love less. Or another definition of the word hate means, to how we use it in modern vernacular, means I despise you. I want to destroy you. <laughs> and you can find both of those usages in the King James Bible. But with that said, let's look at the law first mentioned in regards to the word repent or repented. And we know it has to do with with the Lord Jesus Christ, has to do with God Almighty. Genesis chapter six, verse five, the Bible says, and God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Now verse six, and it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. And so there's the very first time the word repent in any form shows up, and it has to do with God, And God is not turning from Hmm. any sins because God does not sin. And therefore, you can throw out this idea that the word repent means to turn from sins. It doesn't. In that usage, God is doing what? He's changing his mind about man. God didn't create man to destroy him by a flood. (laughs) It repented him. He's now changed his mind. But I also think there's something that sometimes get left out. Especially in regards to New Testament salvation, and that it grieved him at his heart. The reason he repented, because it grieved him. Now, I'm not trying to say, like, you have to work up these tears and you have to, all this emotionalism. But in regards to New Testament salvation, the reason someone will change their mind is because they got to realize who they are. And there is a work of the Holy Spirit, we'll talk more about that in a moment, that a sinner will be grieved because of who he is. And I believe that's important because this goes hand in hand with the fact it's not just head knowledge. You can't just change your mind about God, but think you're okay, right? There's a a conviction, and we'll talk about that in the show in the scripture, of who you are a sinner. Now, I won't go through all these usages, but all these passages, but several times you'll find in the Bible that God repents and it means he changed his mind. Uh, Exodus chapter 13, and actually this has, has uh, to do with the people, but God's speaking, I'll read this one. Verse 17, it says, Exodus thirteen seventeen. 17. It came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go that God led them not through the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near, for God said, lest peradventure the people repent when they see war and they return to Egypt. You know what that simply means there? Lest the people change their mind and return when they see war. Right. Why? Probably because they would be grieved at the heart that saw a war and they're gonna change their mind. And so, again, that that usage simply means change the mind. Definitely won't read the passage, but I encourage you folks at home listening online or later, read Exodus 32. Mm. That's with Moses. It's a great one. Yeah, and the Lord's going to destroy Israel, and Moses intercedes for him. And you know what happens because of Moses' intercession prayer? The Lord repents.
1: Moses tells him. He says, Lord, repent of of this thy evil toward thy people. Right. And
0: And God does. And God does. So there's a little just... uh, practical truth with that we see the power in prayer brethren yeah you know what you can do you can have god change his mind about a subject but that's that's what the word repentance means it means a change of mind now i believe as we've already said repentance is necessary for salvation you must change your mind about who you are you're a wicked sinner who's gonna die and go to hell. And you need to realize that. You need to change your mind about that. And you need to realize that you can't save yourself. You need to change your mind about that. And you need to realize that Christ is the only one that could save you. You need to change your mind about that. And You need to trust the Lord Jesus Christ. So I just wanted to define from the Bible what the word repentance mean. It means a change of mind. Now I believe in context, maybe we'll get to some of this. You can change your mind about different things in regards to New Testament salvation, you change your mind about you and your righteousness, and you change your mind about what Christ has done for you, and you trust him.
1: Hey, he died for sinners. Yeah. Christ died for our sins, so you need to change your mind about that. Yeah, absolutely, that's brother. definite. So you want
0: to talk any more? I know you kind of yeah. did already, but uh, just uh, repentance, maybe, maybe introduction you reiterate it, uh, about just repentance in general, or maybe with Paul preaching repentance, yeah. or anything you want there, go ahead.
1: Okay, that's so why I mentioned repent, in all its forms, occurs 112 times. Um, I found something interesting. In the Old Testament, now I I went through all 112, wrote them down and read them and wrote down what it says. But as far as God, when he repents, or he talks about repenting, 23 times, where it says God repented in the Old Testament. But what's interesting, the New Testament, zero times. Mm. By the way, the word repent, oh, I didn't write it down, was it? 64 40 66 46 i believe 66 in the old testament or new testament 46 in the old so it occurs 20 more times in the uh, new Mm -hmm. but it never says god repents in the new testament twice it says that god doesn't repent in the new testament but in the old testament god repents 23 different times and i think maybe the uh, neat truth there is that in the old testament kind of a salvation thing where everything is everything is open it's not fixed it's not sure. settled our salvation is settled i think once israel once the kingdom offer was done X seven what you know however far you want to well don't go past x7 right, 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 unless you're a hyper go back and to x28 other podcasts. yeah listen to that one if you think that but um a lot of things are flexible john the baptist is elijah john the baptist isn't elijah if you sure. will receive it what's the key matthew 11 if you will receive it this is elijah which was for to come it's flexible so god can repent god can change his plan his program but once under new testament salvation god doesn't repent anymore that's so a, i th- thought that neat was kind of a little neat.
0: dispensational nugget there to ponder on this that's good Amen. i like that
1: and i want to shout out to brother joseph deering he tried to send me a file and it didn't work or something so he took a photo of his this he wrote a little pamphlet on repentance that brother I guess Sam Gipp published and it was excellent I text told him that amen <laughs> but I, I read that it was 13 pages I read and it was it was excellent brother Joseph and he had some really good stuff in there but how repentance and belief like in Luke 16 it talks he pointed this out I never noticed it the rich man sends to Abraham though if one rose from the dead they will repent and then Abraham said, they won't be persuaded, mm. though one rose from the dead. Right. And then same with Acts 26. Was it Agrippa? I know thou believest. And he said, almost thou persuadest right. Right. me to be a Christian. So that's kind of giving you more definition. And Brother Joseph was showing how repent and belief are are synonymous. And we're, I'm not, we're not totally sold on that one, but they definitely are hand in hand. I think that they are separate, sure. but they definitely are hand in hand, and they definitely are both necessary for New Testament salvation.
0: So real quick, while you're on that that uh, subject, and I'll just throw this comment in here. Uh, again, I would agree 100% in regards to New Testament salvation, <laughs> that you cannot separate them. They're like Siamese twins. You can't mm-hmm. separate, you know, repentance and, in what is faith? Is that what we're talking yeah, about? Belief. Yeah, belief. Yeah, belief, yeah. You can't separate them, because it's not just a change of mind. You also have to have faith, right? Uh, repentance towards God and faith to our Lord jesus Christ acts twenty twenty one right so they're synonymous in their use definitely in regards to New Testament salvation but I like to give my testimony yeah, in regards good. to why i believe obviously they're both necessary but they're a little bit different and and again i want to split hairs with anyone we agree when it comes to new testament salvation but uh may 28 2000 uh i heard the gospel the first time over at thessalonica greece we are on operation dynamic mix i was in the uh navy corpsman was with the marine corps Um, and my chief opened the Bible, shared the gospel with me. He pretty much went down the Romans road, sprinkled in a few other verses, you know, Ephesians two, eight, nine, revelation 21, eight, and a few other verses and looked at brother Josh Hoffman and said, uh, Josh, do you want to get saved? And Josh said at that moment, yes, I want to get saved and got down on his knees right there in front of all, uh, the, you know, all of his peers and in front of my chief. And he called on the Lord to save him. And he got saved that day. And my chief looked at me and said, Chad, do you want to get saved? And I paused there for a moment, and I said, no. And I put my head down. So he closed his Bible and said, okay, got up and left. But here's the crazy thing, brother. I believed <laughs> every single word he said. I believed I was a sinner. I believed that Christ died for me. I believed that if I didn't receive him, that I would die and go to hell. But I said, no, I wasn't willing to put my faith in him.
1: But you were saved because you believed it, right?
0: Yeah, that's what the crowd would say. But no, absolutely <laughs> not. Because I would not trust him, Ephesians 1.13. I would not receive him, John one twelve. I would not believe on him, as the Bible says. And uh, what happened is the Holy Spirit came and did what the Holy Spirit should do. And I got under so much conviction, and I understand that word's not in the New Testament, it's not in the Bible, I don't believe at all, but forms of it are. But I got under so much conviction, I knew if I were going to die that day, I had just rejected Jesus Christ, and I would die and go to hell, and I deserved to be there. And uh, so a couple hours later, I went back to chief and I, to my chief, and I said, Chief, I want to get saved. I said, you can gather all the troops up. I want to call on the Lord to save me. And he laughed at me. And said, so you don't need to gather anyone up. You can trust <laughs> Christ right now. And so May 28, 2000, I got on my knees in his Amen. tent. It's a big tent, not a little tent. It's a big tent for like military. Uh, and, and I cried out to the Lord. I said, Lord, I'm a sinner. Lord, I'm gonna die and go to hell. Lord, please save me. I don't remember exactly what I prayed, but it was something like that. Uh, but the point is, see, it was much more than just a head knowledge of intellectual facts of Christ dying for me. I had to be willing to trust him. I had to be willing to put my faith in him. And so again, both are necessary for salvation. You can't separate them, right? You have to change your mind about yourself, but you also have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. So anyways, that's just a little little thought for those folks out there. And again, this is why it's much more than just facts. It's uh, realizing who you are and it's believing from your heart and it's trusting Christ and all these brethren out there wanted to debate about, well, when did they actually get saved? Did they get saved the moment they said amen? Did they get saved the moment they started praying? Did they get saved the moment they. Listen, I like what Jesus said in John chapter three, as the wind blows. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't think any of us can exactly say the moment you got saved. It's a supernatural, spiritual transaction that occurs, but it takes repentance and faith, both. Amen. So, what else you got? I
1: said a comment. A um, couple of people on Facebook going back and forth on this. I saw somebody comment, Acts 16, 31, believe on Lord Jesus Christ, thou shalt be saved. I don't see repentance in that verse. Uh, that's yeah. such a crazy way of uh, studying the Bible. Yeah, you don't see repentance. You know what else you don't see? Right. The death, burial, resurrection of sure. Jesus Christ. Is that not necessary for salvation? You can't take one verse of Bible. What are you, a Catholic or something? Right. You can't take one verse of Bible and interpret the whole Bible in light of that go throughout the book of acts you don't see anything about the blood in the book of acts sure. other than hath made it one blood all nations act 17 a lot of times when you read the book of acts what paul's preaching it'll sometimes it'll say he preached the gospel but a lot of times he doesn't preach the death burial resurrection amen why because i think the holy spirit just didn't record it doesn't mean he didn't do it right i don't think he just said to the philippian jailer what must i do to be saved you believe in jesus all right he's saved and then yeah. he baptized him right. i think there might have been more god just didn't record it sure so don't take act 1631 there's no repentance in it well the there's no death, burial, resurrection then either. So I guess Paul didn't know what he's doing and the guy didn't get saved. Yeah, so no, that's
0: actually a comment, brother. And I'm glad you brought that up because this idea that, you know, if you don't mention the word repentance, then they're not truly saved. Or if you don't mention the word blood, the blood, then they're not saved because they were trusting in his death, his burial and resurrection, but they weren't trusting in the blood. I don't understand that. See, this is the this is the the ludicrousy that we've came to In uh, 2022, there's a whole bunch of things as a lost person who never opened the Bible that I did not understand. And uh, i got to stop that. So uh, that's my alarm to take my medication. So praise the Lord for that. But uh, I'll, I'll pick up there. It's not the I, first time. Yeah, it's not the first time. So you, you go ahead and pick up because i got to walk around okay. the other side. Go ahead.
1: Well, that's good because I wanted to mention, and I think I posted this on Facebook, here's what Paul, now this brother said Paul didn't preach repentance. Maybe some of you watching are thinking, well, Paul didn't preach repentance. Or Paul, I'll tell you what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to tell you what Paul said according to Paul. So we can settle this once and for all. Acts 20 20, how I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you, but have showed you and have taught you publicly and from house to house, testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks, believe on Jesus. Repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. Acts twenty six, twenty, but showed first unto them of Damascus and at Jerusalem and throughout all the coast of Judea and to the Gentiles. So that's everybody, lost people. What's he say? That they should repent. And turn to God and do works meet for repentance. That's what Paul's ministry was. According sure. to the Apostle Paul, he preached repentance. So it why is. aren't you? Just because the other side goes too far, that's what we're saying. Reactionary theology, you're going too far the other side. Yeah. Like the Hiles crowd, giving, 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 and church attendance, church attendance, and clothing, clothing standards and short skirts. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. They go too far, but sure. well, then you go too far the other way and look like a hippie or you just don't ever preach on church attendance. Just don't go too far. Stick with the book. Paul Amen. preached repentance according to Paul.
0: Yeah. And uh, I think that's important. So this kind of to circle back to kind of close this loop. And obviously brother, we're going to probably have to do a part two of this. Um, we'll, we'll see how that goes, but oh, uh, covered it. yeah, the biggest thing is we want to make sure you understand for new Testament salvation. So, what the point is, is if you will take the time and actually teach, preach, explain the gospel to a sinner, when you tell them that you're a sinner, the wages of sin is death, as it was written, there's none righteous, no, not one, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, and you go through and tell them that your only hope is that Christ died for your sins according to the scripture and was buried and rose again the third day according to the scripture, and you must receive him, you must believe on him, you must trust him, listen to me. You don't have to mention the word repentance and you don't have to mention the word blood because if you're telling them that Christ died for them and he shed his you know, he was crucified for them, then that's what they must believe is a death, burial, and resurrection. It's like you have to, some of these brethren, you have to put these, uh, you know, words in there and you got to make sure that this lost man understands all the doctrine that a Christian is supposed to understand. But that's not salvation. Salvation, again, one more time, is realizing who you are a sinner. And you need to change your mind and realize that on your own, the best you could do is end up in a devil's hell. And you must recognize who Jesus Christ is. He is the sinless lamb of God, and he's your only hope. And what you do is you change your mind about self and you trust in the only one who could save you. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. And so I want just a let you know some like brother gary we we didn't uh get to any of the questions yet so in a moment we'll open up to questions before we close out the the broadcast we can go a little bit longer we got a good amount of people still watching Man. and so uh, you could just please and in a moment when i let you know we'll take questions instead of me trying to scroll and find them just type your question in again we'll take some questions or comments and we'll try to get through them but uh i'll give you an opportunity maybe mention anything you want um and then i want I wanna to i what the job that the Holy Spirit does, and we'll talk about that in a minute. So anything else in regards to repentance?
1: I don't have too much. Um, I wanna make sure I didn't say Joseph Dahlman, it's Joseph Deering, but also, I did say daring. I don't know which one, <laughs> but it is Deering. <laughs> All right, but um, I liked his spirit in that book also, and he he does have a lot of grace, and he even mentioned that because he believes in repentance is necessary for New Testament salvation. He he does say it's it is the same as belief, but I think we're on the same page with that. But he said I didn't know what repentance was when I got saved. Nobody said it. I don't right. I don't even know what repentance was. You you don't have to know what it is. Just like you don't have to if you don't mention the blood when well, when somebody dies is buried he's crucified. There's going to be blood. It, it's kind of understood. Sure. Just like yeah. repentance. I'm sure when a brother Deering got saved, he didn't, I'm a pretty good person, I'm going to heaven when I die, and then I'm sure he repented of that to receive the gospel. So it's kind of implied, but you do need to emphasize. I think it's a good thing, we we were talking about it at my house the other day, and a brother from church mentioned, well when I witness to people, do I have to say repent? Like You don't have to say repentance, but the idea needs to yeah, be there absolutely. if necessary. It might be somebody who's already heard the gospel. It might right. be somebody who's already torn and bruised and hurt and they're, they're ready to get saved. You don't need, they already know they're a sinner. They know that I, I know it's only through Jesus. Somebody comes up to me, but I've never received them. I'm going to lead them to the Lord. I'm gonna make sure that a lot of times they might already be saved, but sure. I'm gonna lead them to the Lord. I'm not going to go through all the repentance thing, but they need to understand the idea, what the biblical idea of repentance and where it ties in with new Testament salvation.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's important, that's what I was trying to articulate is you know you don't have to mention the words, but you better present the gospel in a manner where they know they have to change their mind about self. They need to repent of who they are, a sinner. And the same thing about the blood. You don't have to mention the word blood, but they better understand that they're trusting in that blood because you preach to them the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. And it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. Now, how he died according to the scriptures, he was crucified. And when he was crucified, he shed his blood. And this is what I'm saying. Don't rush salvation. Don't rush trying to get someone to say a prayer. Take your time. If there's an open door, and preach to them the cross. Preach to them the death, burial, and resurrection. Make sure they understand that they're trusting in the blood of Christ and that alone and what he did on the cross. But if you didn't mention the blood, it doesn't mean someone can't get saved. If you didn't mention the word repentance... Doesn't mean someone can't get saved. I had a sixth grade education. You would have asked me what repentance mean when I was lost. I wouldn't have been able to tell you. But I sure knew I was a sinner. And I sure knew Jesus Christ was my only hope. And I believed on him that day. But I want to talk to you. Brother Donovan <laughs> pointed this out. I thought it was excellent in regards to this issue with uh, repentance. And he talked about the job of the Holy Spirit. Me and you joke about this sometimes, brother, when we talk about Dispensationalism rightly dividing, and well, how do they know this in the future? And we always joke, Oh, well, I guess maybe the same way we do the Holy Spirit, right? Yeah, <laughs> and so sometimes we take the work of the Holy Spirit out of the equation of salvation. But really, that's the job of the Holy Spirit, because we can't save anyone, right? We preach the word. The word of God is quick and powerful, and we understand that, and they need the word of God. But the Holy Spirit does his job. Now, Brother Donovan pointed this out in John chapter 16, verse 11. This is Jesus speaking. He says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. Now, listen, and when he has come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Now, again, that's where I say the word conviction is the same. He's going to reprove you, right? He's going to show you you're wrong. That's what I mean by conviction. Now, what is this? Verse 9, of sin, because they believe not on me. See, that is the sin, Hmm. not sins. That is the sin you need to repent of. Amen. That you have not believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. You say, why? Because he's your only hope. You don't need to turn from drunkenness. You don't need to turn from fornication. And I know some of the brethren are going to have a fit with this, but all those things won't save you. The sin of unbelief is what will send you to hell. And so what you need to change your mind about is that you did not believe on Christ. But this is why it's important to preach the gospel unto them so they realize that. But I like this next verse, too. It's not just that. Verse 10 says, Of righteousness, because I go to my Father, and you see me no more. Of judgment, because the prince of this world is judged. So you get there. He reproves of sin because they believe not on me. So they have to repent of that, they have to believe on him. Of righteousness, because they go to my father. And what that has to do, how did he go to his father? Well, because of the resurrection. And what they have to realize Mm. is Christ is not in the grave still, he resurrected that proof, that's the infallible proof that Mm. he is who he is. And you know what you realize by that? That you can't get to heaven by your own righteousness amen you need the righteousness of jesus christ why because there's judgment coming is appointed on men once to die but after this the judgment and so if you incorporate those aspects what the holy spirit will do he will show them that they need to repent change their mind of the sin of unbelief why because they are not righteous enough to get to heaven and uh obviously because then they're going to face the judgment so uh, pick up from there, brother.
1: Yeah, it was good. And Jesus Christ rose from the dead. Every man that ever died, it's still on the ground. But Jesus Christ proved he was God by rising from the dead. Destroy this temple, and in three days, I will raise it up. That's something that no one else can do. Did
0: yeah, I lose
1: it? I think so. On this screen, you did. <laughs> that means I lost it.
0: Yeah, you lost it. Well, they can probably
1: hear See, you. See, I keep talking. Yeah, right. All right, and I'll read what Paul said. Um, and also, the... And of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. So you need to repent of the sin of unbelief. You need to acknowledge Jesus Christ. His, he tied it in with his resurrection of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. Because the prince of this world is judged. Let me read Acts twenty four twenty five. This is Paul talking to a lost man. And as he reasoned of righteousness, temperance, and judgment to come. Oh, wait, I, I, the hypers say Paul never used the word hell. Correct? Paul never did use the word hell. curse occurs 54 times in the Bible. It's on now. <laughs> Zero times in Paul's epistles. But Paul believed in hell, and he, he doesn't. Second he, Thessalonians 1, he talks about flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God, obey not the gospel. And Romans 2, he talks about hell. Romans 1, he talks about hell, but doesn't use the word. But he talked of righteousness, temperance, and judgment to come. And Felix trembled. That's New Testament, Pauline, soul winning. That's how you do it, <laughs> matching John 16, and not just positive and sweet. And you believe Jesus died, all right, say this prayer, one, two, three.
0: <laughs> amen, amen. I'm not sure if you guys got a, my screenshot of uh, me trying to stop my alarm. But again, I apologize. But good stuff there, Brother Brian. And uh, this is one of the things working through, trying to go live versus recorded. But with that said, I think we have covered repentance regard to salvation the best that we can. I don't think there's anything we can add and I know we didn't get into all the other nuances in regards to salvation, but, uh, why don't we at this time, uh, just take any comments, questions, maybe something that you want us to clarify.
1: I noticed Uh, noticed somebody asked about Cain and Abel if they were twins Did they? It's a little unrelated, but maybe we'll,
0: maybe we'll uh, talk about that another day.
1: Can I just point out something that we didn't mention? The only thing I can really think of is um jonah three a lot of people quote that but god saw their works that they turned from their evil way that's works now i'm i think the repentance is the change of mind i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go there with matthew twelve forty one. they repented at the preaching of Jonas. they could still change their mind and then have the works it doesn't have to be the same thing two separate events but maybe it is but either way it's an old testament issue so it's it's not not debatable for New Testament salvation. We're all on the same page here, brethren, for those who agree with us, what we're saying. But turning from your evil way is a work right you don't turn from sin stop sins that is a work and of course we're not saved by works sure absolutely so yeah turning from sins is a work but it was 100 percent necessary in old in the old testament jeremiah preached it, ezekiel preached it. he said when a wicked man turneth from his iniquity and do do with that which is lawful and right he shall not he shall live he shall not die but if a righteous man isaiah 55 let the wicked forsake their way and the evil man his thoughts the prophets amos and isaiah and jeremiah ezekiel they preached to the people turn from your sins Right. That's works, but that's, that's an Old Testament setup.
0: Yeah, I think there's, obviously you just said it, there's a dispensational truth right. there too. And
1: that's part of the issue too. Exactly. Same thing with those street preachers that preach, you sinners and turn from sins.
0: Right, yeah, obviously that's clearly seen in the book of Jonah. God saw that they turned from their evil ways, and then he said, you know, it's uh, the cross-reference there, is they repented. It wasn't just a change of mind that stopped The judgment of God. They changed their mind about their evil deeds and they quit doing them, right? That's what stayed the hand of God. Right, or God would
1: have dropped the hammer on them.
0: Right, they could just say, oh, I changed my mind. But obviously, what we're trying to show you is (laughs) there is a dispensational truth to that. I'll also say, too, because we didn't get a chance to cover this much and we'll just see what the feedback is, that I do believe a Christian who's saved, right? They're a Christian, needs to repent and turn from their sins. Who doesn't believe that? I don't know. Some,
1: yeah. Uh, yeah, you might be right.
0: I mean, some folks that want to, you know, maybe really put their foot down in regards oh. to repent only means a change of mind. And it's never connected to turning from sins whatsoever. Um, they may have an issue with that. But uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 20. Uh, I'll just read verse 21. This is, you know, Paul talk about when it comes to them. But verse 21 says, unless when I come again, my God shall humble me among you and that I shall be well many which have sinned already. And have not repented of the uncleanliness and fornication and lasciviousness which they have committed. And so he's trying to tell them, you know, repent, change your mind. But he doesn't want them just to change their mind. He wants them to quit doing it. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, uh, So there is this connection with repenting, changing your mind, connected with stopping sin but never in regards to salvation. You'll see some of that usage there in the Old Testament, and you'll even see it there, some I believe, with the Christian, because if you do change your mind about your sin, then you should strive to quit doing it, right? So there, there's a connection there, I'll say at a minimum. But it can't be just Paul was saying, well, change your mind about it. Obviously, clearly in the context of Second Corinthians chapter 12, hmm. he wanted them to stop doing it. But they can't stop doing it without a change of mind so yeah that's why i think the overall definition is good right it means a change of mind but then you got to read in the context of what they're changing their mind about are they changing their mind about their wicked sins or are they changing their mind about who they are as a sinner in need of salvation but it definitely means change of mind so i think uh, we kind of shotgun at the yeah, end again good. sorry about the interruptions but uh why don't we take any questions or comments? I'm going to go back to brother Chips and I apologize uh, if you made comments or questions before but we got too many to go through. So I'm going to go back to brother Chips and we'll kind of read these and see if you want to make any comments about these brother and let's uh go through. Now's the time if you have any questions or comments go ahead and put them up. But let me see what we have here. And I do apologize I got to go back on this screen cuz that is just too Too small there. So let's go here. And, oh, good night. All right, I'll try to read it here on the screen. We're going to send it over. All right, Brother Chip said, The problem is that the flesh never did get saved. A man is dealing with unsaved flesh both before and after the saving of his soul. The turn from your sin crowd thinks they can do something about their flesh. Because they haven't faced the realization of how utterly wretched, wicked, and depraved and lost their flesh still is. We can't cure it, repair it, improve it, or redeem it. It's a body of death. All we can do is keep putting it back in the grave. All we can do is reckon it dead. I like that, Brother Chip. I think that's spot on. And uh, Brother Gene Kim Uh, does this uh, teaching on repentance, and he has the two crowds, right, the easy prayerism crowd and the lordship salvation crowd. And he divides it uh, basically like you had mentioned, and he shows how both sides, they're really dealing with different parts of man. The Hmm. the easy prayerism and, you know, know, uh, that's dealing with one side and the Lordship salvation is dealing with the other side. And basically the Lordship salvation side is dealing with the new man, right? They want you to quit sinning. Well, there's a part of me that is sinless. That's that new man. But as you mentioned, Brother Chip, that flesh will never be until we uh, get a new body. But yes, we should strive to reckon it dead. So let me go through these other comments now. And if there's any questions come up, we'll we'll take them as they as they come up. All right, uh, praise the Lord, brother. Norman said you two are absolutely one hundred percent correct. Well, we appreciate that, brother. That's a blessing. We appreciate you watching. Make sure anyone who's watching likes and shares. All right, let's get the next one here. You got a comment in go first, ahead, brother. first
1: Kings eight. It says, if they bethink themselves and repent. Now, this is Solomon when he dedicates a temple and he's getting kind of the whole history of Israel. they go in the land and then they and then they uh they, God takes them into captivity, they repent. He says, if they bethink themselves and repent. Mm. And bethink means to come to the realization. Let me read. It. I wrote the definition down. And it only occurs two times in the King James. Call to mind, recall, consider. Now that, that doesn't mean change your mind. That's not repentance. But he says you bethink, you call to mind, you recall, you consider, and then you repent. That's good. I thought that was a good definition there. Yeah. But the the cross reference with Second Chronicles says, return unto thee with all their heart and soul. That's a parallel passage yeah. with "bethink and repent" to the change of mind. It's not just an intellectual thing. Sure. That's what I'm pointing out here. With all your heart and soul. Right. So it's more than just a, a knowledge. Of, oh yeah, Jesus died for me. Everybody knows that.
0: You know, that's That's, good. That doesn't cut it. That's good to point out because when we talk about the mind, oftentimes people will define that with worldly definitions. But the mind of the Bible has to do with the whole person, with their heart, with their soul. And that's what we're saying. It's got to be more than just intellectual of changing your minds and knowing some facts. That's not salvation. And so, yeah, it has to do with your heart and soul and believing and being persuaded, as Brother Darien's pointed out in his book. So that's really good. All right. He says, uh, 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 Brother Norman said, it's all the Lord Jesus Christ, our savior. He paid it all. Praise the Lord. I'll keep reading through these again. He commented, Thanks for all the comments, brother. He said, love you brothers in Christ, Jesus, our savior. Amen. Uh, let's go up to brother Quentin's here. Q. Q. We miss you praying yeah, miss for you, it, brother. Q. Where does the circumcision apply in this situation of salvation? Why don't you talk about that in a moment, I think that has to do with the old man, new man, what we're talking about, right? circumcision as far as
1: salvation yeah 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 you're not circumcised spiritually until you repent and believe then you're instantly circumcised you're instantly baptized in the body of christ all your sins are placed on jesus christ you get all jesus christ's righteousness so i think all those events happen instantly when you receive jesus christ you're a son of god you're adopted you're you're redeemed you're washed in the blood of jesus christ so i don't see any difference in, in steps i think the yeah. circumcision would be all at the same time with all the other spiritual blessings and heavenly places we get
0: yeah but i think uh, maybe what he's alluded to or at least what i get out of that is where the mix-up comes from the two different crowds right again the lordship crowd is you know stop sinning well that's the new man or the easy prayerism says well you can never stop sinning. well that's the flesh that's the old man and they're not oh, understanding I see. I see. spiritual circumcision and how you still have the flesh that will continue sin until the day you drop dead or get a new body at the right <laughs> of the church versus the new man who is who cannot sin according to the Bible. So yeah, I mean, I think spiritual circumcision plays into this discussion in regards to understanding repentance, especially in regards to salvation. And uh, so uh, Brother Norman also said here, we are all twins, we are all sinners. Somebody asked about
1: Cain and Abel yeah. or something about twins. I know I I did see previously. I don't know if you can get it. He I think it was he that requested prayer for his son or stepson about and then trying to come up here. He's trying to get him settled on eternal security, Amen. and then they are going to try to make it for the conference.
0: Well, praise the Lord to be a blessing to see you, and we'll definitely keep that in prayer. All right, let's see, uh, Sister Linda, Sister Linda Armstrong, get it pop here says because the easy believism side say believe on believe only the death, burial, and resurrection, and you are instantly saved. As Brother Beam just explained, we need to change how we word, trust only the death, burial, and resurrection to put your faith in only the work that we trust in In is Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. Uh, the print is very small on my screen, so I'm having a hard time reading it, uh, but I believe I got the gist of that. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I agree with that 100%. Yeah, you yeah, just
1: got to be careful. and, and I'm, I'm not accusing you of this, but... In a way, it, obviously, it is only the death, burial, resurrection, but it's how it's understood, how it's sure. conveyed to the lost sinner, and how, how they're perceiving it. And that's where repentance comes in. That's where getting them to understand that they're a sinner. Like, that's not in the gospel, 1 Corinthians 15. Correct, but he died for sinners, and you read the rest of Paul's epistles in the book of Acts, and, you, and they do have to understand they're a sinner, and that's where repentance comes in. But you don't say, well, like, I've, not to get off on this, but I've heard people, I've heard PBI graduates on the street corner say, You say you believe in Jesus? Well, the devils also believe in tremble. And that's just like nails on a chalkboard to me. Sure. And I know what they're doing. I know they're not heretics and and they don't I know they don't believe that works are necessary for salvation. But you gotta watch that. Yeah. It doesn't say the devil believes the gospel. I mean the devil sure. thou believest there is one God, thou doest right. well. The devil's also believe in the devils believe there's one God. Right. I mean, Satan hasn't personally received the death, burial, resurrection. That's and the devils haven't either. Yeah. So it's you just gotta be careful, that's all I'm saying. It's not just the death, burial, resurrection. Well, it is just the death, burial, resurrection, sure. but it just has to be explained the right way. Just like the sinner's prayer, which we'll have to do one on that yeah, sometime, amen. I'm totally not opposed to the sinner's prayer. No, me but you have to do it the right way. Right. And there's not the sinner's prayer doesn't go against Ephesians 2, 8, 9, 1 Corinthians 15. Repentance doesn't go against that either. Right. If you do it the right way and i think they're help explain the gospel and and how it's received better with with that.
0: Yeah. Well, brother, i think you mentioned it earlier. I mean, it is foolish and we we understand completely that it's not how you study the bible. You don't take one verse. See Cody Waters you, you need coming. to take all the <laughs> verses on the subject and you put them together. That's how the bible's written. First Corinthians chapter right. 2 commands us to compare spiritual things with spiritual. And so you don't just take one verse. You want to you want to understand salvation uh and be able to explain it. Look at all the verses, New Testament verses on it. And again, I'll go back to you got to receive Christ, John 1 12. You must trust in the gospel after you've heard it, Ephesians 1 13. Um, you know, so I mean, you have to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, Acts chapter 16, and you'll start understanding what all these things mean. And so, yeah, the biggest thing is making sure you understand the gospel, uh, make sure that you present the gospel in the manner, and make sure that they're trusting in the gospel alone.
1: I see Cody Waters. Yeah, <laughs> we get
0: there, we're going to keep moving up. So, uh, troublemaker. Uh, Amen, brother. Cody's a blessing. All right, uh, I gotta sister. meet this
1: guy. I never, I feel like I know him. I don't do Facebook much, but I yeah. I see
0: his posts. Maybe a lot. brother Cody will get right with the Lord and come here. His yeah, pastor. his pastor's there. Yeah, maybe he'll come here. His pastor preached this June. So, uh, anyway, sister Margie, <laughs> is it sister Margie? Yes, sister Margie. Hi, Margie. Amen. I understand and believe. Praise the Lord. Yeah, that's that's good.
1: Margie, she's got some good food posts. I've seen those yeah i don't know where she's at she's i think she's out of town or something
0: (laughs) we miss you praying for you and look forward to seeing you in church quentin let's kind of push through these get some other folks in here all right he got it the circumcision fix that at um, at the new birth yes praise the lord brother norman we're getting up there some of these other comments people forget about the mind brother chip is right according to the word of god and i need to shrink that a little bit but we're not going to do that right now because sometimes mess up it's just a little off screen there. Amen. So let's uh, let's go to the next one. Sister Margie again. Again, appreciate all the comments. If you have not, again, please like and share. Help us get the word out. This is so good. Bethink. That's what you brought up? You there, think. I, yeah. You think. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Brother Norman. And some of these are a little bit old. We're trying to get there. Uh, spirit. I'm sure that had to do with something we were talking about. Amen, brother. Sorry, these comments, as they, they age a little bit. My <laughs> yeah. mind forgets the connection. We should just hold off in
1: the future and just have a section where we take them all.
0: Yeah, that's why anyway. I'll, I'll explain that better next time. But uh, praise the Lord. All right, this is Brother Robert. Uh, I've understood repentance and faith are two sides of a coin. You don't have one without the other when it comes to salvation. Amen. We concur with that 100%, brother. You can't repent without faith in regards to salvation, they're inseparable, and so praise the Lord for that, brother Norman. Amen, amen. Spiritual circumcision—you said it. Yes, praise the Lord. Almost a brother Cody was question. Did you read it ahead of time? You already know what yeah, he's saying. Yeah, I saw it. All right, heart and mind seem to be always connected. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Yeah, mm, hey, my brother Norman, that's good. that's a good point, and that's what I was pointing out. It's not just an intellectual thing, right? It's your heart, because heart and mind are the one. It's what the man's believing and what he's trusting in. But that's the danger of just saying, do you believe these facts? It's much more than just facts. So amen. Praise the Lord for that. And it looks like I want to try to do this because it looks like our live comments are a little off the screen. So we'll do that. All right, there we go. Fix that there.
1: Perfectionist.
0: Well, I want to be able to read the whole thing. <laughs> All right, brother Cody. Brother Cody is a blessing, and uh, let's see what he has to say here. I didn't get to read it. Do you believe that those that teach salvation, including includes turning from sins, are leading people to hell? You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I told a you, troublemaker. He wants us to to put <laughs> the uh, to put the uh, draw the line in the sand, right? And uh, so, but salvation, salvation is worth discussing. It is worth taking a stand. I will say this, Brother Cody, and I'll let Brother Brian say what he wants. Will you? Yeah, absolutely, brother. You can say whatever (laughs) you want. It's a free podcast, free world. (laughs) I will say this, Brother Cody. I will say it depends what that brother means and how he explains it. It's just like, what do they mean by the word repent? But if he is telling them that they have to quit something, to stop something, be willing to turn from something, and, and that's what that individual trusted in because they stopped something, they quit something, then that individual is not saved because they've added to the death, burial, and resurrection. They added to the finished work of the cross of Calvary, and therefore, yes, that preacher would be guilty of preaching a false gospel. Now, again, it depends on how that is explained when that person is preaching that, Um, because I know some of it will get in the weeds of semantics, but that's my take. Uh, Brother Brian, what do you say?
1: Yeah, he's talking about gospel tracks, so it's mostly going to be somebody by themselves, and I would say it depends on what they know. Right. Like. Somebody that already knows the gospel, you may not have to explain to them anything. They might just say, you know what, I I believe in the gospel. I've heard it my whole life. I just never received it. Will you pray with me? You don't have to say anything. Just pray with them. So obviously you want to get as biblical as possible, as pure as possible to the pure gospel truth that we believe in. I know from your post, you and I are in the same agreement. We agree 100% as far as I know on salvation and all that kind of stuff. The I think the more pure it is, the Amen. the better the chance they're going to get saved. Heresy does damn people. Turning from your sins is one hundred percent heresy. But I think it to take the other side. I, I'm a l- little more liberal with it than you are, though. I'm totally against it, and I don't hand out certain tracks like that. I'm going to name them. And yeah. but um, <clears throat> yeah, I wouldn't do it. I know an- another brother. I have a friend of mine. He prints his own tracks because he can't stand most gospel tracks. And I agree with the brother, and I I think his tracks are the most pure tracks. I know you make your own tracks. But um, we yeah, should we try got, to be as pure. Yeah, we, we, yeah, we have the House. church.
0: Amen. Some folks are passing out, brother Cody. Yeah. So we appreciate you, Karen Sargent,
1: posted on Facebook in Pensacola, and she was passing out like, "Hey, I know that guy." But anyway, you should be as pure as possible. And the more impurities, the the more heresy in it, then it will contribute. So the, I would answer yes. People will go to hell, but I don't think it's a. I mean, it's a big issue. I can't say it's not a big issue, but you're probably more fanatical about it than I am. I think the Lord can use that. And in spite of the turn from your sins, though it's awful and I wouldn't use it, but in spite of the turn from your sins, God can still use it. God can still save them. And I think a lot of it is based on what they've heard and what their understanding of it is. And yeah. amen.
0: Well, and again, just to go back to his question, uh, not to correct you brother, but he didn't say a track. He said, Oh, he didn't those who teach. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's okay. okay. But I mean, you're kind of diving in both sides at the same time. Those that teach and that would include gospel track. Oh, well, that's worse. Then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But he was specifically calling out those that teach and maybe a, a okay. brother who preaches at or teaches that or well, says that.
1: I think you can 100% get saved in the Catholic church. Or, Cause the priest, he'll talk about the gospel. But your odds of getting saved in a Catholic, just not to make this a number mathematical thing, Right. but let's say your odds are 1% because you're getting the gospel. You're getting sure. the gospel in a Lutheran church. The Lutherans know the gospel, but they add all the junk to it. Therefore, it's not the gospel. I right. totally understand that. Galatians 5, four, Justified by the law, you're falling from grace. If you have the law, you negate the gospel. Right. But, <laughs> yeah, so... I forgot what I was saying.
0: That's all right. Those beeps old. and buzzes and things <laughs> distract us. But anyways, so... Uh, Oh, my. Yeah, I know. We're getting messages. Let me just mute that. Don't share that. I don't want to mute that there. Yeah. Let's see. Let's just
1: turn it down. I'm here. So I think you decrease the chances that someone gets saved the more you water down and add heresy to the gospel. But the Lord is gracious and the Holy Spirit can work. We don't know what this individual has heard before. So,
0: yeah. And I think too, again, I I would like to look at some more specific examples, brother Cody, because sometimes I think both crowds, as we already said, can go too far the other way. And just because it says, repent of your sins. Well, what does that mean? Well, if you define that biblically that means change your mind about your sins, then that's no problem, right? If you mean repent from your sins, like turn and stop them, then that's a problem. But I think sometimes we view this thing, we get in this debate, and I'm going to get to uh, another comment that I just see that I uh, that I agree with it by Brother Darren, is sometimes we view it in light of all the knowledge we have. It really depends on what that sinner understands about it and so just saying repent of your sins if you define it as changing your mind well then that's perfectly fine right because they do need to change their mind at least about who they are as a sinner Um, again i think sometimes we get in all these Semantic debates because we know what the word means and that lost person doesn't but that goes with what you said brother Brian Make sure you preach the gospel. It's pure It's not adding works or stopping anything and that's the best bet but some tracks I'd be comfortable passing out that brother Brian might not and then brother Cody might not but uh It really depends on how it's worded. And the wording does matter. But anyways, let's move on, we can take other examples. Let's uh, kind of push through these. And as long as we got comments and questions, we can keep going. We will wrap up eventually.
1: Yeah, like the tracks have the gospel in it, and then right at the end it says, Turn From Your Sins, which is awful. I hate it. I wish they wouldn't do it. If I ever did a track, I wouldn't do that. Sure. But the gospel's already in there. They already got the truth so yes that's not good it's not helpful and maybe that would damn someone or the same with the person who's preaching a message sure. he died for you he's your only hope you must be born again jesus is the only hope it's not baptism it's not works but you know well, why don't you get saved today right. maybe that person right then and there got saved or he's going yeah. to get saved and then he's like but you know you need to turn from your sins and he has it in the end well maybe one or two people that might mess up and they might not get saved because of that but i think the lord is more liberal again though it's awful and i wouldn't do it and i would re- Talk to a preacher who did that, but I think God can overcome that, though he shouldn't have to.
0: Let's see this. Matthew said, can you explain why some – say we should not use the term born again well i'll quickly address that and we did deal with that in our two episodes on hyper dispensationalism Mm. and those who say you should not use the term born again are at least leaning if not full-fledged hyper dispensationalists Uh, paul doesn't use that same word but that concept that idea is clearly in the bible he says i have begotten you. Begotten means born again. Begotten, you know, you begot someone. I begotten you through the gospel. So someone gets born again through the gospel. So again, a little bit off subject. We appreciate the question, but that has to do with hyper dispensationalists. And I believe without a shadow of doubt that someone who's saved is born again. What say you, Brian?
1: I agree. That was first Corinthians four fifteen, I believe he quoted. Titus three, five, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us by the washing of regeneration. There's your born again. That's what it means. Same word. Regeneration. Amen. Regenerate generation. Genetics. Genesis. To bring forth the genes, yeah, <laughs> born again.
0: All right, well, here's the subject. It got brought up, so we're gonna deal with it.
1: And trib saints and Old Testament saints and, and people in the millennium aren't born again, so I don't. The hyper's yeah. it doesn't even make sense.
0: Brother Gary asked the question. Here it is. It's out there. Oh, did Chick Tracks use the wrong phrase about repentance? Brother Ruckman in the Bible Baptist Bookstore never exposed Chick Tracks about this topic. However, I believe that their that their tracks started most uh, of this argument, keep up the good work brothers. So I, again, uh, just to be very specific, there is some chick tracks that I think are perfectly fine. Uh, they don't say turn from your sins. Um, but there's others that I, I, I don't care for. So brother Gary, you'd have to give me the example of what chick track, and we'd be more than glad to, uh, to give us or give our opinion on those. I do You like what Brother Cody does. If he has a Chick track and he's going to pass out, he just scratches that little piece out there, right? The mm. whole Chick track is great, and he crosses out that turn from your sins. Um, so yes, I think if you're preaching that the fact that you need to stop sinning, you need to stop this, then it's wrong, no matter who printed it uh the fact that uh bible baptist bo- bookstore and uh, dr ruckman didn't expose it well I- i'm not so sure about that they obviously sell them uh brother donovan brother dr ruckman are very clear on the issue of repentance and what it is and what it is not um but uh you know so that's my take on it yeah anything else to add there brother no no all right <laughs> Diana let's see uh let's see uh, i'm listening but just working on a car we'll praise the lord glad you're listening <laughs> Brother Norman, my son Steve is settled on eternal security. Well, praise the Lord, brother. Glad to hear that. Thanks to a witness he needs uh, to to know more. I love you guys. Well, we appreciate you, brother. We love you, too. It's always good to see you. Looking forward to hopefully seeing you at our Wake Conference. Linda Armstrong, let's see what Sister Linda has to say. Sorry, the first comment is poorly worded, but the object of our faith is... Is firstly in the death burial and resurrection, and secondly, we the person, uh, uh, we the person of Jesus Christ. So, what do you say about that, brother? Amen. Amen. Praise (laughs) the Lord. Yeah, no worries. I don't know about first, second. I don't know if there's not. Yeah, I think they're all the same. Sure, Uh, but I I think we understand what you're saying, Sister Linda. Yes, I mean, obviously, it's it's the death burial and resurrection. It's what Christ did for us. That's what saves us, and uh, you can't separate those things either. Amen.
1: But an engaging audience. Yeah, praise That's the Lord. Good. We
0: appreciate it. Acts 16.32 shows that Paul explained further to the Philippian jailer yeah. the word of the Lord not just verse 31
1: and they spake unto him the word of the lord and to all that were in his house yeah, yeah. that's good I've, I've noticed that too that's
0: yeah that's good brother and again that's kind of what brother brian was saying you know it's not just he didn't just say believe on the lord jesus christ yeah right? it's
1: understood and implied but there it actually says it so that's good brother yeah, that's it's a
0: good it's... verse to point out but that whole idea, again, I, I don't understand why even Bible believers are in this argument because we understand you don't read the Bible that way. You don't study the Bible way. The Bible's not written that way. God wants us to study it out. He wants line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little, compare spiritual things with spiritual, and then you get the whole matter, the whole subject. Brother Ahab Clark, I haven't talked to Brother Ahab in many, many years. I worked with Brother Ahab in Pensacola, Florida. Thank wow. you for turning in, Brother Ahab. Oh, amen. And, uh, amen, He says, So <laughs> oh, praise the Lord. Yeah. All right. Brother Norman, I had great teaching. Thank you, Matt Lefebvre. Yeah, Pastor Lefebvre is a blessing for helping me. I said that. I added that in there. And all you brethren for the teaching, for the teaching of the Bible. Amen, brother. All right, Brother Cody says, and we're going to wrap up here shortly, amen, good answers. Well, we appreciate that, Brother Cody. We're, we're striving to preach the book and uh, to take a firm stance on what God shows us according to the Word of God. Feel free to jump in. Here's Brother Darren's comment. I did like this, and I agree with this. He says, I think a lot of the debate going on among the Bible-believing crowd about the matters of repentance is a matter of semantics in a matter of something, uh, of sometimes setting one truth in opposition to another. I don't think much of anyone in our crowd really believes that one is saved by quitting sin. No. Perhaps some of us should be a little more willing to hear out what a brother has to say. Again, sorry about that choppy reading, the print is very small. But, Brother Darren, I, I always appreciate you and your spirit. And I I lean the same way, brother. I really do. I, I believe that if you really got down to the issue, when we talk to our fellow Bible believing brothers, again, we're not talking about the Calvinists.
1: Well, the Fundies, or, they, or they the might, fundies. Yeah, they messed up some of them.
0: And, well, even like the Calvinists with Lordship Salvation, right? I watched a little short video today on that guy Wicked, and he's you know runs with the. Um, wretched or what? Yeah, w- wretched. Maybe that's what yeah. he is. Wretched. He runs with the Calvinist crowd, and at least. I don't know what all his beliefs, but definitely lean lordship salvation. But um, I don't believe these brothers who are Bible believers believe you have to stop anything. No. At least I'd like to give them the benefit of the doubt, right? So I, d- I agree with that, brother. I think that comment's good, and so praise the Lord. All right. Brother Mike uh, Mark Meyer, praise the Lord, brother. He says, uh, brothers, I have a question. And Let me say I'm not hyper. So could Acts 20:21, 20, towards to 26:20, 20, turn, and even Romans 2:14 leadeth. So what is Acts 26:18 really saying about turn? Yeah, I saw that earlier and read it. And wouldn't the truth, uh, wouldn't that? I'm sorry, it's so hard to read. And wouldn't the truth that mat, match meets.
1: He's uh, he's saying the repentance is God's changing his mind. God's repenting, not us. He's throwing it out there.
0: Sure. What's the second he quotes he quotes second yeah. Corinthians four or something? Maybe I need glasses, brother. He's got Acts twenty twenty one. Yeah. Twenty six twenty. Yeah, we know those. Romans two four. Romans two four. So what is Romans Acts twenty six eighteen really saying about turn? But what is he? He quotes second Corinthians something. Oh yeah, there we go. Uh, Second Corinthians four. chapter four. For versus...
1: Gospel be hid them that are lost him. The god of the sword, the blind of the minds, and them which believe. Yeah. Be. yeah,
0: I don't know what you're saying there,
1: brother. It says repentance toward God. That means two word toward God. Right. It's not God's repenting; it's ours. Romans two: the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. So I don't. It's not talking about God's repenting. Though God will change His mind if you're lost, you're not in the book of life, or you're you're a child of God. He doesn't know you, and then you repent, He repents, changes His mind.
0: Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Oh. I don't have much to add. I struggle to even see it and read it. So apologize about that, Brother Mark. Well, I'll look at that maybe offline and everything you said sounded good to me, Brother Brian. So I'm not sure what else to add. So I'm going to just read this brother here uh, or sister. I can't see the picture. I mentioned a bunch of things, so I'll just read one of them. Blessing from oh, Lahore, Pakistan. Well, praise the Lord. Thank you for tuning in and joining us. We're going to skip up. Brother Norman. <laughs> He's run out ready. of chances. Yeah, I know. Amen. Never met you, brother Brian, but look forward to meeting you and seeing brother Chad again. Really hope to bring my son and daughter up to the conference. I have a very important mission that my kids know the truth. Please pray that they Good will mission. come. Amen. Praise the Lord.
1: I'm a jerk in person, so
0: no, you're not at all. So <laughs> praise the Lord. All oh. right, let's. Uh, we're gonna get get ready to wrap up. I'll look at a few more. Uh, appreciate everyone's comments. Brother Gary said, "You're right. Uh, you're right, brothers. God can use anything in getting people saved. Your ministry is a blessing. Well, we appreciate that, yeah, and hopefully we don't sound too liberal on the issue. We're just trying to say be gracious with one another, especially Bible believers. Give them the benefit of the doubt, especially as Brother Darren said. And uh, again, I think a lot of those things depend on." what the what the sinner is trusting. Now, again, we, if we're printing something, we need to make sure it is as biblically accurate and correct as possible. And definitely don't wanna print something that could damn them. So I would never, ever recommend printing or using something that tells them to stop sinning or anything like that, because that's not the gospel. All right, brother. Right, if you think
1: about it, you got the Catholics over here, the JWs over here, and you have the Bible believers here. Obviously, we think we have the purest form of salvation message there is. Well the closer you get to the Catholics, the worse it is, obviously. So turning from sins, you're getting closer to Catholics, to JWs, to Acts two thirty eight, holiness. So so it's gonna have some effect. And it's obviously should be shunned and we shouldn't partake in it, but
0: yeah,
1: I think God is gracious. But the more heresy you get, the more sure. So I think the more you are, just mathematically, the more likely it is you're not going to get saved. So, yeah, you want to be as close to the Bible as you can,
0: brother. Cody said, Right, but repent of your sins isn't in the Bible. And almost all people that I've asked believe it means to turn from your sins. And again, brother, I'd say that's uh, you know, going to be something that you're going to have to decide, and I know you already have. But again, if we define the word according to what it means in the Bible, then I think it is perfectly fine to say change your mind about your sins, right? Now, if that person is saying that needs to stop or quit, then obviously that's an issue. But that has to do with maybe a track because no one's there to present them or explain it to them. But if you're preaching or teaching that, I sure hope you understand that you need to explain what that means, if that's how you're gonna use that word. Now, I'm not gonna say that when I'm witnessing someone, but I'm just trying to show that if you use the biblical definition of repent, which means change your mind, then yeah, you do change your mind about your sins. But more specifically, you are change your mind about you and your sin of unbelief that you haven't believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, I
1: wouldn't use plural.
0: Right, yeah, because in John 16, he says sin, (laughs) the sin of unbelief. Right. Brother John Elam, Brother John's a blessing. Praise the Lord, Brother John. What would you ring? I'm sorry, why would you ring every thought? uh, I think it should have said bring or brought every thought into captivity according to the knowledge of God if you weren't going to repent of it he's asking the question there why would you bring well that's I don't, i'm not sure what the really the point of that is what do you understand what he's saying
1: For salvation or for the christian I well that's know.
0: what i'm saying i mean obviously that instruction that's there, for the christian yeah that instruction that's what i'm thinking that instruction there paul's writing is for the christian it's not for the for the lost. but maybe brother john that's what you're referring to um so i'm not yeah, sure So that. you
1: wouldn't do that unless
0: you're going to repent of it yeah exactly amen Bible believers need, uh, I'm sorry, Bible believers need not argue about salvation and eternal security or repentance. I agree, brother. There's so many things that we are brother. Brian says this all the time. We are such a small <laughs> crowd in regards to save Christians. Uh, folks already, you know, try to, you know, nitpick each other to death. There's no reason. There's no, it's not a shock that we don't have any unity. Uh, but I know that sounds compromising some cause salvation is a very <laughs> important issue and we believe you need to have it right. So. Any other comments on that? I want to
1: comment on a previous thing. I might have misunderstood. You talked about repent of sins isn't in the Bible. That term is not in the Bible, but repenting of sins is all throughout the Bible, certainly in the Old Testament. Sure. And it's for the Christians, 2 Corinthians 12, 2 Corinthians 7, we're supposed to repent of sins. Yeah. And that can include change of mind about sins, and, and that will include turn from sins. Read Ezekiel 3, 18, 33. Read Jeremiah they are to turn from their sins. Jonah, they they turned from their sins. Sure. That's all throughout the Bible. Yeah. So I don't know if, I mean, yes, technically you're right, but there's nothing wrong with now. That's Old Testament salvation. That's sure. not for the New Testament church for salvation. But it's in the Bible. It's biblical to repent of sins. biblical to re, to turn from sins. And that exact wording is not in there. Correct. Like brother uh, Deering's book, he mentions Book of Mormon thirteen times or something. Repent of sins, but it's not in the Bible. But that idea, that thought, is certainly all throughout the Bible for the saved and the lost in the Old Testament, not for the lost today.
0: Yeah, and that goes with hand in hand back to the comment of you know, well, the blood's not mentioned. You know, or, you know, or do you have to mention the blood? Do you have to mention repentance? No, you don't. But the idea there about being born again, the idea is there. And again, I just refer. We got many other verses, but for the for the Christian who is saved, Second Corinthians chapter twelve, verses twenty and twenty-one. Paul tells them that they you know to repent, he tells them they repented of the uncleanliness and fornication and lasciviousness which they have committed. He's not simply telling them to simply change your mind about it. He's telling them to stop. So the principle, the idea is you change your mind about it and stop it. That's what Paul is instructing them to do. And like you said, Jonas, they turned from their wicked ways. you know they repented. Um, so other verses there too, but let's let's move on there. Um well it's it's been almost two hours, but yeah. so we're going to wrap this up. You guys can leave us comments if you want us to uh do a part two. We had some technical issues, we had some distractions from my phone going off of my medication. We might even lost video there for a few moments. So apologize we'll strive to do a little bit better next time That's some of the challenges doing these live videos appreciate the Um,
1: participation people
0: yeah we we really appreciate the feedback we appreciate all the comments i know i didn't get to them all some of that was just struggling with the technology pray for us as we get better uh but I, i i would say in closing brother brian what would you want to leave the listeners and viewers with in regards to the subject of repentance just summarize or say whatever you want yeah
1: i'll summarize the three sides again the one side goes too far and you got to turn from your sins you got to do this you got to be willing to give up sins and you don't tell me you're saving you're doing this and that that's the wrong side but the overcorrection is leave out repentance don't mention it you don't the expression throw the baby out with the bathwater just because somebody's using a biblical doctrine incorrectly doesn't mean you throw out the biblical doctrine learn it hopefully this helped Amen. get you I mean, with technology, there's no excuse not to know anything. Sure. Get a concordance, it 112 times, read it, see what it says, see if what we're saying is so. Learn it for yourself, have God show you through the Holy Spirit, through the whole Word of God, what repentance means, how it applies to salvation. Obviously for salvation, stick with Paul and his epistles and Book of Acts and what he preached. And it's actually very simple, but stick with the Bible definition of repentance for salvation today. It's a changed mind, it is not turning from sins, that is work, it's not willing to do any kind of works or any kind of sins. The only sin you repent of is the sin of unbelief, and the only works you repent of is Hebrews 6, 1, the foundation, that the repentance from dead works, that's called the foundation, and faith toward God. Sure. It it separates them. Repentance of dead works. So if you want to repent of a work, you can repent of that work. Your dead works, your mass, and your good deeds, and all that kind of thing, and your charity. So that's my summary.
0: Amen, brother. So I think the same thing. You know, you said you need to make sure you're on the right side of the issue, but don't have reactionary theology. And again, I would encourage you, some of you brothers that never want to use the word repentance in any connection with turning from sin, go back and study those verses. Go back and look how a Christian is uh, you know, told to, told to repent and, and, and that's in connection with turning to sin. Go back and study the Old Testament. But again, there's a dispensational truth there. There's a truth there that we understand clearly has nothing to do with salvation. Uh, if you want to say you need to repent of, a, of sins, it's only one sin. That's the sin of unbelief and uh, so, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, thou shalt be saved. And like I always say, uh, do something for the Lord Jesus Christ. He's been so good to you. Get out there, get busy. Don't just spend your time on Facebook arguing with the brethren. Uh, Study the Bible. Be fervent. Be bold as a lion. But do something for the Lord Jesus Christ. And learn to be gracious and learn to be long-suffering with the brethren. Uh, I noticed it looks like for some reason... Uh, Our broadcast ended on Facebook, but it's not ended here. So we'll upload a clean copy. I'll probably edit some of the distractions out and uh, put it on YouTube and maybe go back and watch it. But thank you, as always, for joining us. Do something with the Lord Jesus Christ. And until next time, God bless.
1: The key to understand the word of God is for the author to show you what the thing says. If you understand that book, you get for the author. Then
0: he opened their understanding.